reignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. you did it, away, standing here, not knowing how to get through this test, but holding on to faith you know best, and nothing can catch you by surprise. You've got it figured out. You're watching us now. And when it looks our backs against the wall, you wrap us in your arms and step in. And everything we need, you supply. You got. And now we know that you made a way When our backs were against the wall And it looks as if it was over You made a way And we're standing here only because you Against the wall, 
And it looks as if it was over You made a way And we're standing here Only because you made a You made you made a way When our backs were when our backs were against the wall And it looked like We're standing here and we're standing here only because you made a way. Because you move mountains, you cause walls to fall with your power, you perform miracles. There is nothing. That's impossible And we're standing here Only because you made You move, you move mountains You cause walls to fall Oh, with your power You perform miracles There is nothing That is impossible And we're standing only because you you move you move mountains you cause walls to fall with your power you perform miracles there is nothing Cause walls to fall with your power, with your power, your perfect miracle. That's impossible, and we're standing here only because you. We're standing here and we're standing here only because you. We're standing here and we're standing. Only because you made, you made, you made a way. Oh Lord, yes you made, you made a way. Lord, you made, you made a way. Lord, you made, you made a way. Don't know how, don't know how. You did it, made it. Don't know how, don't know how, but you did it, made it. I don't know why, don't know why, don't know why, don't know why I'm grateful, don't know why I'm grateful, I'm grateful.
your hands together one more time. That was a fantastic performance.
spoke to us through the man of God. Bible says that the gathering of the people is actually of the Lord. And I believe that God has carefully selected you to come here tonight to receive something special for your life. Hallelujah. Bible says that as many as received him, to them he gave them power to become. Tonight, there is a special word coming your way. And as many as will receive the word, heaven is going to give you power to become what you must become. Clap your hands for Jesus. So God has prepared his special servant once again. Tonight, the books will be open and another book will be open. And in that book will be found your name and your name in that book will define your destiny. Tonight, the man of God is ready. The father of the house is ready. I want you to be on your feet. Clap your hands and let us welcome daddy to the pulpit to speak the mind of God. Clap your hands. your hand clap be loud. Yeah. 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 It's good. I feel some excitement in the air. Can you feel what I'm feeling tonight? I want to welcome everyone here, including Lady Pastor Abigail and uh, come, come, come and bring their greeting from First Love. This is one of my special, special daughters. She was appointed a pastor, Lady Pastor, so you are looking at a Lady Pastor more anointed than all the people standing here and um, but clap your hands for yourselves as well she has a way of surprising me by appearing in certain meetings unexpected I think it's an anointing she has but I love her very much and uh, I believe that tonight God is going to speak to you. I, I don't know if I gave you an impression that I am humble and you are proud and I've come to speak to you. <laughs> Did I give that impression yesterday that we are all inside the thing also? Uh -huh. So clap your hands for Jesus now. So Father, we thank you for what you have for us. Minister grace to us. Let your light shine. Let it be bright so we don't miss our way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
You may be seated. I want to ask Lady Pastor Abigail to bring a greeting from First Love. Hallelujah. Are you, are you a doctor yet? Or you are now? How many? Next year. So next year, you, you call her Lady Pastor Dr. Abigail. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Bishop. Um, I'm blessed to be here. I didn't know I would be called. I would have dressed nicely. But <laughs> please accept me as I am. I'm blessed to be here, as I said. It's a blessing. Um, from first love, from our father, Bishop Dyke Heward Mills. We want to say that we are blessed to have a branch from OEB joining the First Love Church. It's a, it's a total blessing. And when I came, I also saw the ministration. I said, hey, it's not a joke. I mean, the, the First Love flavor is, is here in the Adenta Church fully. So it's a real blessing. It's a blessing. And I also want to say that it's a blessing to have Bishop Ogo. I mean, yes, 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 yes. It's been a real blessing to personally, me as a person. He's, he's, he's loved me. He's loved us, even in first love. So I, all I want to say is that we love, we love the identity. First love loves you. And please, when you get the chance, please pass by. It's not so far. Our cathedral is close by. Please pass by. <laughs> hey, I'm spoiling. The, the girl is looking for church members. <laughs> Clap your hands for Lady Pastor Abigail. But you should still pass there because our father is there every Sunday preaching. Amen. So if you miss church and you go there just once, just once, when you go, you must come back to us here. Yes. And uh, I believe, clap your hands for Jesus. Tonight, I am continuing to share with you about that, that um, great, um, I don't know, I was trying very hard to let you know that the message I'm preaching is a very serious message, but I get the feeling that you don't think it's a serious message. Now, I want to tell you, if you were here yesterday, make sure you still get the message. Because I sense you know, there are a few times when I'm teaching something, I feel it's very prophetic. But this prophecy, um, some of it should not come to pass in your life. Especially the verse which brought us here, Malachi chapter 4 and verse 1. It says, For behold, that day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. Bent out. It's a day of fire. And only the humble will go through. If you are proud, you will not go through. You know, 
I mentioned, I made some allusions here and there yesterday, but I want everyone to know that it is not a good thing to be proud. It's not a good thing to be proud. This is not a message we preach every day in church. But if there is anything that has destroyed people in this world we are in, I will count pride as one of the top two destroyers. And Malachi says that everybody will have that day. And that day will burn as an oven. And who are those who will be bent? The proud. The proud. And all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up. This is one reason why you must not be proud. This is one reason why when a pastor is preaching about humility and pride you must listen because you can easily become stubble you can easily disappear there are many reasons why you must not be proud and this is one of them another reason why you must not be proud is that pride causes God to resist you God resists you. To resist means to prevent from advancing. Is it not God you are praying to to help you? Do not put yourself in a position where the God who must help you is the one resisting you. We have enough resistance. Demons are resisting us. Enemies are resisting us. People who hate us are resisting us. And we thank God that we can run to God. So if that God is now the one resisting you, And God can really resist. And I'll say it again. To resist just means to prevent. You marry your wife. But God resists your happiness. You get a job. But God still... Listen. To get something is a major step in life. But it's not enough to get something. You must also enjoy what you get. And that, Solomon says, is also a gift from God. Don't put yourself in a position where God is resisting you. He resisted the proud. But he helps the humble. Another reason why you must not be proud is that proud people are demon-possessed. 
pastor, do you believe me? I think I told you yesterday, don't mess around with any demon. There is no nice demon. I'm telling you, there are demons of murder. Demon, when that demon enters a man, he can kill six million Jews. There are demons of hate and hatred. When that demon enters you, you can, something you must like, you don't like it. And there are also demons of pride. Don't allow Mm. And yet, can thou draw out Leviathan with a hook? Job 41, verse 1. <laughs> can thou draw out Leviathan with a hook? Or his tongue with a cord. Verse 34 of Job 41. He behold that all high things. Today, if you have a seat belt, strap yourself because The yesterday two by four things I came to do here. Ufis are doing a convention. <laughs> he is a king over all the children of pride. He rules over that Leviathan, that dragon, Satan himself. He rules over all the children of pride. Anytime pride enters you, you become a child of the devil. I just saw something I I didn't tell you yesterday. Another reason why I shouldn't be proud is that pride is the signal for your soon to come destruction your fall and your shame pride is a signal a sign because the bible says that pride goeth before destruction proverbs 16 18 Tell your neighbor, be very careful, please. The same Proverbs 11, verse 2 says, When pride cometh, then cometh shame. That is the reason why you must not allow pride into your life. 
Today I'm going to talk about pride. You should not allow shame to enter your life. But pride is the key that unlocks shame in your life. A man held in honor falls. Did I tell you that pride goeth before a fall? Did I say that to you? Yes. The best is Proverbs 29, 23. I love that one. A man's pride shall bring him low. But honor shall uphold. You see, it, 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 it takes you up and holds you up. <laughs> honor shall uphold the humble. Humble in spirit. Today I'm going to really, really talk about pride. I've got some two beautiful chapters. Yes. If I don't, I don't finish this chapter, you are not leaving here. Oh, no. So you can even take it to be a camp meeting we are having. But yeah, you see, see the reason I told you that I get, you remember yesterday I read about Paul and Jesus. That Jesus in his lifetime, he ran away. He ran away. He actually ran away. Paul also ran away. So in your life, uh, you need to know how to run away. How to escape. Now, there are not many routes of escape. Doors of escape. But one major door of escape known to man is the door of humility. I tell you, when you are humble, pastor, you escape. You escape. I was going to do a series in flaming fire. I don't know when God is going to give me the, the green light again. But, but I was going to preach about supernatural exits. Exits. Everybody needs exit routes the reason is that you, we are all headed for a certain place which is not nice by reason of the mistakes you've made in your past by reason of your of your of your temperament your phlegmatic temperament your melancholic deeply depressive temperament by reason of even the blood that is running through your veins the blood, the blood, the blood. It's not just hemoglobin and uh, this type of, uh, uh, what are the things in the blood? Uh, doctor, can you help me? What are some of the things in the blood? So antibodies, uh, white blood cells, yes, uh, leukotrienes, uh, plasma cells, neutrophils, eosinophils, yes. Clap your hands for my doctor, yes. <laughs> She's warm. Sorry, I forgot that Dr. Michael was here. Sorry. Tio Totofil. Hey! <laughs> if you have never seen a fake doctor, you are looking at one now. Fake. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
You people are going to prevent it from preaching again today. Even I said, can I preach? I will, I, see, I'm saying that. Look, you may not know, but we are, we are headed for a bad place. You, 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 and you. Where we are headed for, it's not good. And I'm giving you the differentials, the causes. The causes of that bad destination you are headed for. And I've said that some of it is what? Your mistakes. Some stupid things you've done in the past. Yes. Some mistakes you have made have railroaded you to railroad. You are heading for a place based on habits. Based on your temperament. I mean, if you are a sanguine, there's no hope for you. Neither is there any hope for a melancholic. As for cholerics, they can easily be demon-possessed. I mean, where are you going? You you realize I've not mentioned phlegmatics because they don't count. We don't even discuss them. They They are irrelevant. Outside, are you there? Where we are going? Where you, sister, my sister in the uh, fake curls. Yes. Where you are going is not good. Ah, and that's what brought me to the to your blood. That your blood does not only contain eosinophils and monocytes <laughs> your, you may not know but your blood contains <laughs> this man has disturbed the preaching your, uh, let's be serious your blood contains your destination and anybody whose blood is determined, has determined his destination, isn't going to a good place. Because the things in your blood are not good. From your grandfather, great grand uncle, your auntie, bloodline is not good. Some of us are headed for curses. Yes. There is a marriage here that shouldn't last for even two years. But humility, humility has more power than your past mistakes. Humility has more power than your temperament. Humility has more power than your family devils. Humility. Look. Can I share something before I preach? 
Solo, can I share something before I preach? Look, let me tell you something. The, hmm, let me tell you certain things that humility can help you to escape. You see, escape, you don't just escape from, but you escape to. See, there are certain things, eh? Humility alone is what will do it for you. Many things you don't deserve, humility will open the door. Yes. A lot of times... You should know by now that we don't deserve much. Let me preach here and then. And me share quotes. You know, you say, "Oh, that man or here or here convention." It's not convention. This one is labor ward, concentration camp. You may leave now. <laughs> because what is ahead? <laughs> there are many things you don't deserve. I'm telling you. And many people live their lives and end their lives legitimately without entering the things they don't deserve. Because you see, it's not your class. It's not, it's not for you. Some of us don't deserve certain places. Certain lifestyles. Some of you don't deserve to own a house. You don't deserve it. But humility will bring certain blessings into your life. Yeah, because it is a door. Humility. You see, uh, let, me, let me just take some, um, the first two hours to preach something. Then I'll take the next two hours for the real message. <laughs> your mouth. <laughs> Listen, humility opens the door. So when I talk about escape, remember yesterday I read about Jesus Christ? He escaped. You will escape as well. I said you will escape as well. I said you will escape as well. Paul escaped and you will escape as well. One of the things that you escape from and you escape to through humility is relationships. Relationships you would never have been in. But when you are humble, even to have a beloved, humility. One of the most powerful things about humility is that it affords you relationships. I mean, look at Esther. Esther, I mean, this somebody whose father, and see, let me tell you, me, I was very, I was a small boy when my father died. There are some experiences I've had. Some of you can never have it till you die. You don't have any idea what it means to live without a father, even if the father never paid your school fees. Esther 
did not have a mother did not have a father in fact she's one of the people who actually mirrors and exemplifies humility because even though she was an orphan she humbled herself to somebody who was you can call her co-equal if you are using the word co-equal because Mordecai was not any great see some people say Esther's uncle was Mordecai but Esther's uncle was not Mordecai Mordecai was not Esther's uncle when you say uncle what is uncle is it not your mother's brother or or your father's brother no Esther and Mordecai were cousins Esther and Mordecai were cousins and she humbled herself to somebody maybe a little older whatever but they were cousins it's not Mordecai wasn't an uncle what she had neither mother nor father and when her mother and father were dead took for his own daughter can you imagine that you, you, you become something like 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 a daughter to your cousin humility I don't want to bore you but if you jump to verse 15 you see now when the turn of Esther the daughter of Abihail Esther was the daughter of Abihail and Abihail the uncle of Mordecai what does that make Esther to Mordecai? who had taken her let's look at the New Living Translation Esther was the daughter of Abihail who was Mordecai's uncle so Esther was Mordecai's uncle's daughter so Mordecai had adopted his younger cousin Esther so I'm even talking too much see I'm talking about how you walk into blessings so humility is a door it's a door and when it was Esther's turn to go to the king she accepted the advice of Haggai the Enoch in charge of the harem and she asked so this is the humility humility she asked for nothing except what was suggested some of you are too wise to prosper I'm teaching 
you are too intelligent to be promoted. You are too intelligent for your marriage to last beyond five years. Five years. Kalai, kalai. Why? Because you are too wise. This is the girl. She did not ask for anything apart from what her guy suggested. And look at that. By that, she was admired by everyone. I have, as you can see, I'm not, I'm not an old man. In my young, small, little life, maybe a, what I'm about to say should be something an, a hundred-year-old man can say. But the little life I have lived tells me that. People do not really admire beauty. We actually admire behavior. My preaching already. You can take it home now. So some of you can give your offerings and leave. And leave. We hardly admire beauty. Beautiful. Preach. Yeah, your, 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 your beauty may make us. Who be that girl? Tell her that guy. No, the one in the jeans, yes. The guy be fine, guy, pa. Look, what beauty will do for you, eh? It will not pass two days. Two days is a long time. <laughs> After two days, it is behavior. I'm preaching. I'm telling you I'm preaching. <laughs> After two days, that is if it will even last two days, I'm saying that your ties will attract us. Someone like me, your, your, your ties will attract me. <laughs> yes. When I see the size of your breasts, These metal watermelons. Lord have mercy on me. But I'm telling you that after one minute, and I'm not a special man. I am not a special man. I'm like most men. Yes. Most men, you see, that's what men are either most a, a man is either. A baby or a dog. He may wear a suit or this type of yes, uh, crocodile skin shoes and so on. But a man, basically, they are either babies or if they are promoted a little, they become dogs. <laughs> a lot of men. Yeah. The man sitting by you is like that. But how we dress, you see, the, the, the silk tie we wear. And the cufflinks we are wearing now, and the lizard, how we present ourselves, and the, and the, and the, and the way we walk. Yeah, we look like some men, but mo, mo, most men, most men are either children or dogs. This tonight is not the time for me to give that exegesis. But what I'm, I'm just mentioning this because 
the side of men that makes them like children is that they like toys. I'm preaching. <laughs> so, am I not preaching? Men, men like toys. Now, some of you think that toys are just like uh, car toy or whatever toy. No. A toy to a, a baby. Did I say men are children or babies? Uh, babies. Uh, a toy to a baby is, is anything that is new. Once it is new, it's a toy, including another baby. Whether it's a car, it's a pen. Once it's, you see, once the baby hasn't seen it before, he will take it. Yes. And if, according to a, if if the if the person is at the Freudian stage of a, a development where. He, 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 he puts everything in his mouth. Yeah, because it is also a stage of development. Sigmund Freud described different stages. And there's a stage which is called the Bacal stage. Bacal. It's a Freudian theory. <laughs> you think I've not been to school? See, the fact that... <laughs> Asso... Am I preaching? I'm preaching. You're admiring the preaching. Okay. Admire it. Babies are into toys. And one of the things you know you are dealing with a baby is that as soon as another toy comes, it drops the first toy. You are important for as long as a toy hasn't come. So, so when you see a man who can be with someone, for a very long time, that man is a special person. There are not many of such people. There, yes, most men either are dogs. Babies or afflictities, which is a variant of children anyway. When they see the light, they want to go near the light. Few men will go near something and remain there. I'm telling look, I'm telling you, believe me. Beyond two days, you are not beautiful anymore. Believe me. I saw a lady this evening, she came to see me with somebody and I told that guy that this smile I'm seeing in this girl, I've not seen it in a long time. It's a long time. We are not attracted to beauty forever. What keeps a person with you is behavior and there is no behavior that is higher than humility. Humility is the highest way of behaving. There is no known 
sociological behavior that is higher than humility. And so many people cannot be humble. She was admired by everyone because of her face. I mean, can you imagine? And you see different girls. I, mean, I like Maxi skirt. I want a short skirt. The, the king, oh, the, the king is a young man, so he must like a, a condom skirt. Or, or the, I, these days, I'm this type of king. I, I hear he is in his forties, so he, the way I've got a nice, um, I mean, shape with my things intact and so on. I think I would like a bodycon. Do you know bodycon? It's a type of dress. The women know it. Bodycon. Yes. The dress bebarrows your body. It bebarrows your body. Hush. But Esther was humble. She humbled herself to Mordecai, her cousin. She said, no. I will make myself a daughter to you even though we are equals yes I will make myself a daughter to you then what when she also went into the king's palace and saw the uh, the uh, the Chamberlain hey guy he this she it's, it's like it's her habits she was submissive and humble no wonder the first thing you see about Esther Go, 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 go to verse 17. 17. Look at it. And the king loved Esther above all the women. And she obtained grace and favor in his sight. More. You will receive more. If everybody is getting 20, you will get 800. Receive more. Katamayan Delebe. She obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins so that he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of proud Vasi. Suddenly Esther was in a relationship with the king. Suddenly. A girl without parents. A girl in the Zongo. Suddenly, Esther is now sitting with the king inside the king's bedroom. Suddenly, you will appear suddenly in an important place. I've tried in the time I've spent with you, the years I've spent with you, I've tried to convince you that certificates and degrees don't take anybody far. But some of you don't believe it. And tonight I'm adding beauty. Beauty doesn't take anybody far. Suddenly. Because humility opens doors. Esther was, can you imagine the number of women who were there? Suddenly she's standing inside the king's bedroom. Why? Even to listen to Mordecai, to listen to her, say, look, 
do, do this yes no 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 do this yes go inside go yes and when she was inside you could see that the girl really is a humble girl as she meets the chamberlain said no i will never choose even a necklace that's what she said i will never choose any pair of shoes any wrist whatever any necklace nothing i will wear only what you want me to wear wow how many of us are like that are you surprised therefore that you cannot stand before any important person the second thing humility does it opens doors to places you would normally never be admitted to because the world is in collapse the world is divided into clubs. Clubs. We exist in clubs. Zongo Club. Adringano Club. Oyibi Club. Moba Club. Gehe Club. Bread of Life Club. Lighthouse Club. The world is in clubs. Shepherd's Club. And you are, it is not every door you are supposed to enter some places are not for you if there is anybody who should be the king's wife she should be a Babylonian oh but I love verse 16 of Esther 2 look at it so Esther by reason of humility was taken unto King Ahasuerus into his royal house in the tenth month, which is the month Tabet, in the seventh year of his reign. Esther was taken to his house royal. You will stand where you are not supposed to stand. I said you will stand where you are not supposed to stand. There are places I stand, places I sit, only humility why should your life why, why Pastor Isaac why do you want to let your life be defined by your weaknesses by your experiences by your temperament by people that's why I'm talking about an escape because all of us have been railroaded onto certain parts that are not in favor of our destiny but when you are humble when you are humble you make a detour she entered the king's house a Jewess a Jewess There is a place people are not expecting you to be. That is exactly where you will be. That is exactly where you will be. 
there are some places people know your likes will never be. Tonight, I'm speaking in your favor that where you must never be, humility will plant you there. Receive a new place for your life. Many, it, there are some things I, I, I can't and shouldn't say in public. When I see you in private, and you are a correct person, I'll tell you. There are even things I hear I shouldn't hear. No. No. Sometimes when I'm sitting in places and some things are being said, I want to, I, 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 I want to have diarrhea and have a reason to leave the room. Things that make the ear tingle. And I'm sitting there. They know I'm there. And they're talking freely. Because where arrogance will never take you, humility will plant you square. Even about Jesus, the Bible says in Philippians 2 that he humbled himself. He humbled himself. And what happened to him? Wherefore, God hath highly exalted him. To be exalted means to be lifted to a place you are not supposed to be. If that place was originally for Jesus, we would never see the word exalted. You'll be exalted. I said, You'll be exalted. I said, You'll be exalted. Through humility, Jesus was lifted up in 2017. Expect to find yourself standing and sitting in places the likes of you should never be. But humility will plant you bang. If the words I'm speaking are entering your ears, they are happening practically. I said, expect to find yourself in a place you are not supposed to be. Yes. Humility. Humility. Those of you who think arrogance will take you far. The next thing humility does. Humility gives you privileges that are normally outside your sphere. Humility gives you privileges. When Jesus humbled himself, God gave him a name, verse 9, which is above every name. It's a privilege that when your name is mentioned, people bow. It's a privilege that when your name is mentioned, people stop. God gave him that privilege. Esther also in verse 18. Esther 2, 18. Because of her humility, look at the privilege Esther enjoyed. The king made a great feast unto all his princes and his servants. Even Esther's feast. Esther 
a feast that was named after Esther. When will a party be named after you? The only party which will be named after you is the party you alone can organize. <laughs> the only party they would name you after will be your own party. But here, a king made a party and named the party after Esther. Receive a privilege for your life. Let me finish this and preach the real message. Kataya. I feel excited though. I'm getting excited. I need to be controlled. Humility ensures a constant supply of your needs. Those who are humble, they never lack water to drink. They never lack food to drink, food to eat. Humility ensures that you are constantly being supplied. Esther was like that. When she humbled herself to her cousin, and she humbled herself to the chamberlains, everybody was surprised. What, you see, why, why, why did they just like Esther? Why? Because most of the women there were normal women. Proud. I mean, a woman who attends a beauty pageant by a king must have something extraordinary. Not these two by four girls with rashes on their faces. I mean, these women must have distinctive features. Is it the legs? Is it the neck? Is it the eyes? Something that makes them special. You don't just get up from your village and enter the king's palace. So by the time the woman arrived, they themselves knew that they had something. Some of you, what is worrying you is that you know you have something. Yes. What is worrying you is that you know you can sing. You know you can play drums. You know your legs are nice. They all, all, everybody there, beautiful girls. When you see a woman who is beautiful, the way she even walks, you know that the woman is conscious. I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm aware. But Esther, 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 oh yes, we are told that she was fair. Not as in Copacale though, but she was beautiful. But, but, her beauty did not make her exude arrogance. A beautiful girl. I mean, look, now, now, now think about it all. When the Bible says something about a person, that is the highest record. It's not a man with an erection who has seen a girl and say, oh, you, are, oh, you are nice and you are beautiful. It's like all the blood has drained from his brain to his waist. The blood has drained from his waist, from his brain. His mind is just, just air and water. This is the Bible. The Bible. The Bible is saying that a woman is fair. Wow. She must be beautiful. 
but she did not walk around with arrogance. Anything she was told to do, any instruction, they say, choose a dress and wear. Say, no, I won't choose a dress. What you want me to wear is what I'll wear. Choose your pair of shoes. No, the shoes you want me to. to. You, see, you see, some of you are, you know, these, these chamberlains, just in, in case I forget to tell you, they, they were not proper men. They were not proper men. A proper man is a man with two testicles. That's a real man, like Reverend Taiko. But when a man, when you are a man and your testicles have been removed, you are, you are not a man. In fact, they grow because the estrogens take over. They become round with brown moonlight fascists. Cushionoid. <laughs> not a man. You talk about real men. Yes, even if you, you are left with one testicle, you are a man. <laughs> or maybe you fell down and you crashed one, but there's one left. <laughs> you were playing ball and somebody hit you and something one one. Because what that one testicle can do? <laughs> you are making me even move outside my, my position. See, I'm, I'm saying something. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to exalt a woman in front, in, in your eyes. Yeah. When Esther was there, she knew that these people were not real men. And I can understand how the woman... Because see, the man they want to attract is a man with two testicles. <laughs> so a man, you don't have testicles. You, you don't know how a man feels. So you can't tell me what to wear. It is based on my knowledge of how men with testicles behave that I'm going to wear the condom skirt or that blouse that shows uh, the upper medial third of my breast. But you, a man without balls... Shut up and just uh, you 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 are just there to write names. <laughs> just write the names. Arabalus number one, Fosinansa number two, Yamenu number three. Just do your work. So most of the girls who were there had no respect for the Chamberlain because they knew they were not real men. But Esther, her humility, she was able to acknowledge that you may not have testicles, but where you are standing is a place of privilege and I can listen to your instruction. I can take your counsel. And she took it and she was different. Clap your hands if you believe it. Which man will not like this girl? And also, let me now speak to the idiots. The idiots. Whose, whose mind can't go beyond a room. 
the only thing their minds can capture is what is in the room. Let me tell you something that if King Ahasuerus was really a proper king in choosing a wife, he would seek the opinion of the chamberlains who are with the woman outside the room and ask the guys because everybody is of good behavior in front of a king. I said everybody is of good behavior in the presence of a king. So it is possible by just induction that this king might have even called the chamberlain to ask that which of these girls because it looks that maybe day two or day three or after day one even i'm sure day one by four hours the king was bored because every woman that comes <laughs> they will stand in the king and say sit down sit down what's your name my name is rosie and i come from jerusalem I, I just, uh, my, my father is uh, uh, Mr. Nathan the farmer They were taught They knew what to say They knew how to talk They knew how to So I'm sure at a, just, just after three hours The king was bored Because every woman was of good behavior So he said no, 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 no This will fool me Let me ask the chamberlain Charlie, I've taken a break Call Mansa Musa for me So Master Musa can say, sit down. Now, you have been with the girls. Hagar. Call Hagar. You have been with the girls. Tell me which of them is a real humble, nice girl. Oh, okay. What I'm going to say will disappoint you. The girls don't respect. Can you believe that? Even they would not allow me to choose for them what they want to wear. Even to say good morning. When they come, they just say, Where are the clothes? They are all arrogant. But King, there's only one girl. Come on. Unfortunately, she said you. She said you? What? Just tell me about her. The girl is different. Can you imagine when it was her turn and I told her to choose her clothes? She said, never. She wants to wear the clothes I, her guy, will choose for her. What? And by the way, is she also beautiful? King, she's as nice as all these girls. But there is something special. Her humility is special. The king said, so what is her number? 7046. 7046. 7046. 7046. 7046. 70. 70. For the six. 7046. 7046. Okay. All right. So let them come. Then they'll start coming. The king, as he was sitting there, was just waiting for a 7046. You are the 7046 that is about to appear. You didn't hear me. I said, You are the 7046. One of these days, Somebody will bypass, will bypass another gifted person and come to you because your number has been leaked. Receive a leakage of your name 
a leakage of your number, a leakage of your identity. If you believe it, shout, I believe. I've not started preaching. This one is just appetizer. Humility. Esther, among the people that were there, the thousands of women, she was the only one whose needs were met with extras. Somebody will like you in 2017. I'm not speaking English, oh. I'm prophesying into your destiny. Somebody will like you in 2017. And that affection will give you more than your degree, more than your hair, more than your face, more than your body, more than your family. Receive that blessing now. Somebody will like you. Somebody important will like you. Hush. Humility will ensure that your needs are supplied. Look at verse 9 of Esther 2. Verse 9. And the maiden pleased him. Please him, not the kino, the chamberlain, the man without testicles. She pleased him. Some of you, when you get to a place, it's only the important people that you relate well with. Once you see the person is a cleaner, is a houseboy, is some abyss, some apalahala boy or girl. No, as you, you want to see the bishop himself. Oh yes, yes. At least even his secretary or the assistant bishop. But Esther. She pleased the man with that testicles. She pleased him. She pleased him. Not by having sex with him. She pleased him. Some of you girls, the only way you know to please a man is to sleep with a man. Remove your panties and remove your brother and start jumping up and down. That's all you. Are you, are you a cockadee? She pleased him. You don't need to sleep with a man to please. Even, even, even your husband. I'll come there when I start preaching. I'll, I'll come there when I start preaching. This one is just. She pleased him. And she obtained kindness of him. Of course. Of course. Of course. Who will not respond to softness? I said, who will not respond to softness? Why am I so excited? I feel too excited. I, I, need, I need to cool down. I feel, I feel I'm preaching a very important message. I feel it's a very, 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 very important message. The maiden pleased and she obtained kindness of him. Look at it. He speedily 
with speed. Gave her things for purification. With such things as belong to her. And added seven maidens. Which were meet to be given her. Out of the king's house. Give me a new living translation. Let me read something I understand. Her guy was impressed with Esther. And treated her kindly. He quickly. May you receive quick responses to your needs. Unless they don't know you need something. Today, may the spirit of God soften your hardness. May he change your stony disposition to a malleable soft personality. Soft. Soft. At least I can, I tell, I can tell you that among the wise people in the Bible, Esther is one of them. Wisdom is never associated with Esther. But I'm telling you that she's one of the wisest people. Somebody who knew how to get into a palace by relating with ordinary people. Wow. You, you want to see, you want to meet the CEO before you behave well. <laughs> he quickly ordered a special menu for her. Special menu and provided her with beautiful treatments. He also assigned her seven mates, specially chosen. Um, see, normally, the men who do these things are men with testicles. Because see, when a man is. something has done him. When the blood has drained, he does things. What do you want? You, you, you want water? But this man, he lacked what normal men are moved by. But that shows you that what, what, what testicles cannot do. Humility in a woman will do it. I prophesy that you will be by August 2017. Look, I said by August, note it somewhere. This evening, somebody came and said to me that you prophesied last year exactly what I've come to show you. I said, yes. By August next year, where you will be sitting, the people around you, the environment you'll be breathing in, will be above your level. As I will be above your level. I am by this assigning and consigning your destiny to places you should never have been, to blessings you should never have seen. But by reason of humility, self-abasement, self-abasement, you'll find yourself there. You'll find yourself there. Listen to me. People are chosen. This world I'm in, I can tell you, people are being chosen. Chosen. Chose. Choose. Chose. 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 You will be chosen. Amen. You will be chosen. Amen. And I cannot give you a better way to be chosen than humility. Towards your boss. Towards your madam. Towards your, uh, your, your, your master. Towards your pastor. Towards anybody above you. 
may humility do for you what others with greater credentials have never experienced. Anything Esther needed, I will say it again, Pastor. Somebody will like you soon. There is nothing like being liked. When you are liked, I see your forehead being marked for favor. Which is my last one. Humility. You can sit down, please. Humility keeps you in places of favor. Humility keeps you in places of favor. You can use your ties to enter a place. <laughs> you can use your beautiful girl face. Are you aware that girl women are beautiful? Hey, girl women. Girl. You have not seen a nice girl. You have not seen a nice girl. If you follow her beauty, she will beat you. You, know, you won't believe that somebody with that face. <laughs> yes. A man is going to dove suit to lodge a complaint. A man. <laughs> a man is going to dove suit. Gang woman. You try. Unless you see her speaking in tongues. Not, not, mini okay, mini okay, mini okay, no, no. Tongues, Jerusalem tongues. And she's also a shepherd. Or a lady pastor. Then she is fit to be considered by the reverend. I'm saying that your beautiful girl face can take you somewhere. But now I'm talking about something that keeps you. Keeps you. Keeps you. There's no known power. Not beauty. Not style. Not talent. Not ability. Nothing except humility will keep you. Shabaka. Shamadaba, Kapalaba, Remoska, Melika Sota. When Esther became a queen, she was in the palace. Normally, people like that. When they get what they want. And they become arrogant. Yes. A lot of pastors are like, before they were appointed, they are cool. When they become appointed, when they are appointed, revel, pastor, then they develop wings. But Esther, even when she was a queen, was still a humble girl. At least humble to Mordecai. She never changed. 
So one day, Mordecai told her to go and see the king to have some discussion. And Esther said, oh, I, you know, I can't go at this time. It's not appropriate. You know, something, the king must call me. Mordecai blasted her. <laughs> Morde- There's no time. Blasted her and said, you, 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 the queen, the queen, and throne queen. Because you must know where you are a queen. One of the things you need to know, one of the wisdom keys I've come to see, many people don't have. Are you listening to me, Rajwa? Many people don't have, and that is, they don't know where they are big. They think that because you are big in the palace, you are also big in the bedroom. Because you are big in church, you are big at home, or you are big in school. Most people don't, they are confused. Because by the grace of God, there's nobody here, here, who is small. Nobody here. Even there's a brother here who sleeps in a a, a sport car. In that sport car, you are king. It's your space. (laughs) Oh? Yes, it's your castle. When you open the door of the car and you shut it, that small 18, you are king. Everybody has a place where he is king. But one of the things you must be very wise fast about is that no matter how big you are, you need to know that when I enter this room, I'm not a big woman. I'm not a big man. I'm a big man in the office in town. But when I enter this office, you should come and see me. By the way, I I didn't introduce myself to you. I am a bishop. And the bishop of no mean repute. The son of evangelist Daddy Ward Mills. That takes the thing to another bizarre dimension. Come and see me. When I am in my father's, my pastor, my shepherd's office, we are, I sit on the floor, if I'm sit on the floor. Can you imagine me in the meeting two weeks, three weeks ago? Even the chair I sit on in my office and the chairs I have in my house, they're not small chairs. But it's not everywhere you can carry your chair to. <laughs> I'm preaching. <laughs> yes. Don't you have a chair in your house? Don't you have a chair in your bedroom? But it's not everywhere you can carry your chair to. There are some places you must put your chair outside. And sit on the floor. Whether you are sitting on a golden stool in your palace or a snakeskin chair, there are certain places you cannot take your chair to. 
and it gets even more bizarre when the chair you want to take to that place was bought for you by the person you don't want to humble yourself some of you still do not know who has given you life I am amazed that somebody your age with gray hair in your armpit you do not know who has given you life we know that life comes from God but that is not what we learn from Paul he told Philemon that you owe me your life If Philemon is coming to Paul, he's he's carrying his chair, his palanquin. Nonsense. Many of you physically know, but spiritually, attitudinally, you carry your chair, your office chair everywhere. Everywhere you go, you are a big man. It's not everywhere you are a big man. It's not everywhere you are a president. It's not everywhere you are a president. Even our president, President Mahama, if he goes to America tomorrow morning, it's not Obama who will meet him. Wow. A secretary of education or somebody of commerce. What? Obama will meet What are you talking about? He will come to what? Dallas airport to meet you. Obama. You are a king only in your country. But many of you your problem is that you do not know. But can you clap your hands for Esther? Now, at this time, she was a queen. Sleeping on the king's bed. Having sex with the king. Hey! And she was young. It's not this type of elderly woman sitting here. I said it's not this type of elderly, elderly mama sitting here. She was a young, frisky, agile. But everybody called her queen. Everybody called her first lady. Everybody called her mommy. But when she stood in front of her cousin Mordecai, she was no more a queen. She was a little girl. There's a scripture I'm looking for, I can't find. I found it! I found it! I found it! 
Bendito lo showed her. This is when she was queen. She had already entered. Esther had not yet showed her, her kindred, nor her people. As Mordecai had charged her. Mordecai wondered, look, you are a queen, but be very careful. Don't go and say that you are from Ejata's house and your uncle is Kobnason. Be quiet. As Mordecai had charged her, for Esther did the commandment of Mordecai like us when she was brought up with him. Can you clap your hands? Like us when, you see, look at the New Living Translation. Let's, let's, let's enjoy some other translation. She was still following Mordecai's directions just as she did when she lived in his home. Can you clap your hands for Jesus? If it were you, you would have changed. You would have changed. Be careful you are talking to Queen Esther. I will get you arrested. Those days when you used to give me kenke and fish, it's just, it's just, I just listened to you. What have you done for me anyway? Do you know what I've been through in the palace? No, not Esther. She didn't say, be careful. You are talking to Queen Esther. I'm Queen Esther. I'm not that little girl who came to your house. It's just unfortunate. Nobody determines his destiny. If my parents died, it's just that we all can control some things. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you can still give me direction. I am in the palace. You, where are you? No. You are sitting at the gate. I am inside. But thank God. As I want to be Rome, a thousand nations and a million miles, we come upon one Esther, one type of woman. Even when she's a big woman, she's still a child. I remember. When I was a child, my father, you know, I lived, I didn't see a, a, a lot of my father. I was a little boy when he died. But I remember, one of the things I remember very much was when he would drive us in his Volks Hall, WR something, to Sekendi, European town. My grandfather was a wealthy man. He lived among whites. There was a place in Sekendi called European town. Yes. He lived there. The, the, the things I remembered most was my father driving us, his children, to grandpa. But most of the time, it was because we would be at home. We'd be going to see him. And we hear, we'd get a call. My grandfather would call my father. My father was a rich man. He had gone to study in London, studied medicine. He, was a, he had properties everywhere you can think about. Big man. Big man. Big man. Then as you in the house, my grandfather will call. Yes. He, he likes shouting. 
Yes, one of us who is speaking. So, Edwin, hey, let me talk to your father. By the way, how are you? He said, I'm fine. Then when my father goes, he shouts so much that even when we are around our father, we can hear him. He said, hey, my Fanta is finished. Pick a crate and go and buy me Fanta and bring it to me right now. I'm waiting for you in my house. As my father will put them. Uh, receiver down, quickly go, wear something, and call us. Let's go. We go to a certain woman, fair colored woman. She sells as, as fair as Fanta. <laughs> buys the Fanta, gets chilled ones, put them in the car, and drive. Grown up, rich man, driving. He drives to and be with the children there. Our joy, our joy was to just see the sea and go for a ride. But for my father, his father had called him. Whether you are a doctor, whether my, my, my grandfather was a UAC manager, you were never no university, nothing. My father had been to medical school. But in his bigness, he knew where. <laughs> May you know why you don't take your nonsense to. She was still following. My father would take the crate, the minerals, carry it, climb the steps, upstairs. Her grandfather would be sitting in his chair. Elderly man in his 80s. When he comes, yes, why is that? He say, put one in the fridge. My father will open the fridge. Say, go, go and look for a tumbler and pour something for me. I want to drink. Say, no, this is, it's not too cold. Put it back. You are too big. You are too big. You are too big. But Mordecai trusted Esther. Because he knew that as for Esther, no matter what she, no matter what happened to her. Look, she, 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 she obeyed him just as she did. One day, when we become Supreme Court judge, may I be able to call you to my office to have a shepherd's meeting. One day, when you bring a helicopter to land on this car park, may I be able to call you for a meeting, and I'm in a meeting, you will sit outside and wait for two hours. When I say something about your marriage, may you never tell me that I don't know what you know. Yes. Esther, she continued to obey. The same way she obeyed as a little girl when she lived in his home as a queen. Queen Esther, she was still obeying. How does the message Bible put it? Message Bible. All this time, Esther had kept her family background a secret. Esther did what Mordecai told her just as when she was being raised by him. Today, May you never forget who raised you. I'm preaching about humility. I said, may you never forget who raised you. I said, may you never forget who raised you. May you never forget the woman who put her breast in your mouth to suck. May you never forget. Because a day will come, you will wear cufflinks. I said, a day will come, you will be a big man in a big car. 
but everybody one of the assignments I'll give you today is that know where you are a big man know that because every you are a big man somewhere know where you are a big man yes. overcome a service you are the man of God but my, my office is not overcoming service Sir, did you hear what I said? What did I say? Your office is not overcome service. So if you are a man of God who preaches, take it or leave it. <laughs> it's important that you know where your bigness ends. Your big, and I'm saying that everybody is a big man. But whenever Esther stood in front of Mordecai, she was not a queen. She was a little girl, as little as she was when she came to the house. And I pray that today, that wisdom, I'm happy I found 220. I am praying for you that no matter how high God lifts you up, nobody will ever regret pushing your car for you. May nobody regret helping you. I should have left you to destroy yourself. That is what happened to Lot. Lot wasn't like Esther. Can you clap again for Esther? Just two minutes. Lot, actually, come to think of it, Lot also, his parents had died, not so. Yes, same. Interesting. The Holy Spirit is speaking. Just like Lot. And once again, it was this time his real uncle Abraham who takes him, travels with him, prospers him. But at the epoch of his prosperity, he gets confused. He gets confused. Our, it's our servants who are fighting. It's almost like, you've got servants, I've got servants. Like, as I'm here, I say, I've got members, Bishop Daggy Wadmills has got members. I'm, give me water to, to wash my mouth. Open it. I almost said something to give me uh, 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 cancer of the tongue. He has members, I have members. What? He writes books, I write books. When will you ever be equal to your mother? When? Is it your money? Is it the children you give birth to? Your mother gave birth to five children and you gave birth to seven children? Or your mother gave birth to only two children and you did three? You did four. So to have four children means you are bigger than your mother. You are stupid. What you don't know is that by having four children, you have made your mother a grandmother of four. Will you be equal to your father? 
please, I need help. Someone should help me to preach. When will you be the same as your father? When? When will you build more houses? But some of you, already, already, you can't be advised. We can talk about your shoes, your belt, your shirt, your this, but anything that is not in the light, that's a spot here, no. We only see the black, wow, square, hey, what's the name, button. Wow, square, black, square, button. Meanwhile, I can see a spot here, but. To hear me talk about a red spot on your shirt, I must be, a, I must be on drugs. And you walk on. You walk on. Yesterday, somebody met me at the car park and told me something. I turned to him and said, thank you. I said, there's nobody in this building who could have told me what you have told me. Thank you very much. Yes. There's nothing like having somebody who can point out something. He wasn't even pointing out. He was telling me a problem I had not seen. But God had already shown me. God showed me yesterday as I was preaching. It was just a shock to me that he would also come and say exactly what occurred to me. Of course, he gave me more details. I said, nobody, nobody in this building could have told me what you are telling me. And I mean it. There is nothing like having someone who sees. And this what he told me was Something happening behind me. I knew it. But I didn't have information. But he told me, behind you, something is going on. I said, I felt it. Because no matter how big you are, everybody has a blind side. Yes, everybody has a blind spot. Everybody has an area you will never see. Moses, in, no matter how great he was, there was something he never knew until his father-in-law Nabon pointed out to him. So when you are there, nobody can say, it's, it's, it's almost like you are cursed. But I'm happy that Mordecai saw Esther. I said, no. He knew her. That, look, you and I both know that you are a queen. But in front of me, you're not a queen. You are, you are still that girl. You are still that girl. I said, you are still that girl. May you know where you take your bigness to. May you, I said, today, may you know where your office power ends. I want to end by talking about signs and symptoms of pride. Sit down and let's finish the meeting. Pride. Pride. Just, I told you yesterday that a proud person is not somebody who is tall or somebody who has a four-wheel drive. There are things that make a person proud. And I'm showing you so that you expand it from your life. So that God doesn't resist you. So that you don't become a child of Satan. So that God doesn't bring you down. He 
In chapter 6, Bishop teaches us what it means to have a proud look. Proverbs 6, 17. A proud look, a lying tongue, enhance that shed innocent blood. They are in the same category. Now, today, as we end, I want to tell that there is something called a proud look. And once you are carrying that proud look, you will not be a darling boy. A proud look is a facial expression. Posture or presence, a presence that communicates arrogance and superiority. Is that something you can see on the outside of a, of a person who is proud? Amazingly, it is possible to see pride when you look at a person. The Bible calls this a proud look or a high look. How do you tell? Number one, I'm showing you so that you make sure you dribble it because if you have that, you will not be a darling boy. You will not be liked. You will be left to your devices. A proud look is a facial expression that reveals pride. That's number one. Number one, a facial expression. And this is how Bishop describes it. A proud look is the expressionless face of a person who is not interested or impressed with what is going on. It's a look of aloof. It's like, what is going on? I'm not impressed. Everybody's crying. He's not crying. Everybody's laughing. He's not laughing. Everybody's hilarious. He's, he's not amused. So expressionless. I've told you, I told you yesterday, a proud person is not a tall person. Neither is a proud person a woman who wears high heels. I gave you all that list yesterday. When the woman wears high heels, that means she's proud. Looking young. Doesn't mean you are proud. All right. 2017, I've told you, I have banned slit and cover. I will not allow you to come with so, some mamacious. We are into jeans. And body cons. 
We beg her. So I should cancel Bodycon. Okay. So I've canceled Bodycon. But we are into. So let me see your dress, baby. You. Is it one dress or two dresses? One. It's one. Zim. It's one dress. Yes. Something like this. But this one is a bit too short. You are not allowed to come around with your elderly. If you wear glasses, better look for contact lens and look. And 2017, where is she? Lorraine, note it. We are going to be doing keep fit. Because the pot bellies must all be trimmed. The pot bellies. <laughs> listen. Listen. Listen carefully. Hey, look oh. You may think I'm joking. You, are preaching. You, are preaching. you may think I'm joking. Note, watch out for people with expressionless demeanors. It's a sign that you are proud. Yes, because it's a sign that you are unimpressed. But it must, be, it must impress you. Things must impress you. You must allow things to impress you. We are taught as pastors that when we visit somebody's house, no matter where, which home she's in, the house must be nice to you. Wow. How did you plant this hedge? Meanwhile, in your house, you've got giant hedges. Wow. I see. This is nice. And truly, it must be nice. Even if it's a chamber and hall, the arrangement of the furniture, the bed, some hang, find something in the house that is nice. Do not be expressionless. It is demonic. We need people who show expressions. A proud look is revealed when a person does not smile. Um, wait. Does not clap or say amen or show approval during a service. A proud look is revealed when a person looks away while you are talking to him. As I'm talking to you, then you have looked away. What? A proud look is revealed when a person does not turn the neck in your direction when he's speaking to you. Yes, I am. Um, tell those guys 
that they should come and remove the, the curtains and I, I need to see that a, a demon is talking to you. A demon is talking to you. Yeah, a demon. And you find this in wives. You wait, I'll come there. Let me finish. Number two. The first is an export. Uh, 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 uh. It's a facial expression. The, the next one is a proud look is an attitude. The first one is not smiling, not whatever, but this one is an attitude. Some 10 verse 4 says the wicked through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. Psalm 10 verse 4. Through the pride of his countenance. I'm preaching about pride look. And we are saying that a pride look, a proud look can be an attitude. A person with a proud look has an attitude that you feel in all your communication with him. It is an attitude you would feel in every kind of interaction with this fellow. For instance, you may send him a text, but he would not respond, even though he has seen it. So now what people do is that they have changed the setting so they don't tick blue. <laughs> what you don't know is that I'm not preaching about something somebody will mark you. I'm talking about something, a spirit you are attracting into your life. For someone to compose a text message to you. Please read it. I think I'm just preaching my words. It's here. What is it? Read it. For instance, you may send him a text, but he will not respond, even though he had seen it. I am guilty. You are guilty. Who is not guilty here? Who is guilty here? And I'm telling you, see, these things here, I'm not, I'm not talking about what people can see. The demons that are coming for you to keep you on the track to doom and gloom. It is humility of soul and spirits that will turn these demons away from you whether your phone has ticked blue or not is irrelevant you know your pride that's why I've, I've told you see, even if you are the type of person who does, who reads text messages and you don't reply, that's fine. We all have foolish behavior. 
but you need to know that with this person I can't do this because there's always a Chamberlain or a Mordecai who can take you places and you don't take your nonsense to such places you would send him an email but he would not reply though he knew you were waiting for a reply you would call him but he would not respond to your calls yes these bring demons even if he did respond to your call it will be so much later you would get a sense that your communication to him was not important to him a, hum- a humble person would call back immediately and apologize for missing the call at all. Number three, we are closing. A proud look is a posture, a facial expression, an attitude, a posture. You know, years ago, when one of those days I bought those books from uh, Challenge Bookshop, I was in Lego, second year, 91. Yes, 91. I bought a book by Mike, Mike Medoff. I've forgotten the title, but I still remember. 91 to today's what, 20 what? 25 years ago, I still remember. He said, one of the wisdom keys in the book was that there is someone observing your life capable of changing your destiny. You have a responsibility to, note, said, to know and to note that person. Not everybody, not every girl, not every boy, there is someone, me, by the grace of God, I note them. My, my eyes are not on Bishop Dagi Wadwells. No, 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 no. I know the Chamberlains. <laughs> I know the Hegais. Hegais and Hegas. Yes, I know them. Hegais and Hegas. You want to be sweet and cuddly only when you see Bishop Dagi Wadwells? Nine out of ten times you will not be with him. Somebody in a room, will speak to you. Will speak about you. And I always pray, Lord, show me. Show me. And he shows me. But some of you are not that intelligent. So you are waiting for the boss himself before you put your hands behind your back. A proud look is now an attitude. Or, and sorry, number three, a poster. That communicates pride and generates contention. The Bible says in Proverbs 13, I'm now coming to the end of the message. Proverbs 13 verse 10, only by pride. And I choose to believe the Bible more than your opinion. Only. Only means there is nothing else. Only 
only by pride. Cometh contention. That is quarrel. Anywhere you see quarrels, somebody is proud. <laughs> what a message. That somebody can be a superior or an inferior person. It's not every quarrel. It's not every quarrel. 99.9% of the times, we expect the, the younger one, the junior, to be humble. If it's in a marriage, we expect the wife, that is Christianity, to be humble. The man is the head. If there is any quarrel in a marriage, nine out of ten point nine, the woman is proud. But sometimes the issues are so glaringly against the man that you will easily say the man is an idiot. The man is irresponsible, but when the man's issue finishes and everything is done, the woman is alone, then you see. There they go. I watched some horse races. When I was in Zimbabwe, I used to watch horse races. One of the things I learned was, there they go, there they go, there they go, there they go. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a statement here. There they go. When they start, they go, there they go, there they go, there they go. Blue ribbon, blue ribbon is ahead, it's ahead, number four, there they go. Because a lot of husbands are idiots, you cannot tell when the woman is proud. Because the man's weakness is so stark, visible. That you don't need time to discuss that. This, this man, is a, put him aside. He's, he, he's irresponsible. But I'm, when we finish putting the man aside and we leave the woman alone, you can see <laughs> that apart from the man's irresponsibility, the woman also, who hasn't done anything, who is not irresponsible, Hardworking, caring, and loving is proud. Actually, actually, what you may not know is that you may find a woman who has a similar husband, but they're not having such quarrels. <laughs> yes, mommy, you got the point of making. You find a woman with a similar idiot for a husband. Yes. A similar man, irresponsible, wound work doesn't know how to be a husband, has no idea how to be a father, but another woman is staying with him with his type. Listen, me, Reverend Asso, I've been to school, my mind works. If you give me a chance, and I hope you will not give me that chance, I will give you other reasons why quarrels come. That it cannot be that it's only by pride. It cannot be. There must be other reasons. But I bow my knees and I take the truth of the word of God and I believe it. Listen to me. Anytime you see a quarrel, 
today, Russia, Russia. Look, I was in my bedroom this morning and I, I, I was watching the news and I saw a, a Russian activist and this type of commentators, Russian, this type of uh, uh, Russian, he, had, he was analyzing, he was talking about the 35 diplomats that Obama has sacked. And the man was saying that Americans don't know Russians. He said, Russians are tit for tat. Russians are unforgiving. And the man said, the Russian foreign minister, Adon, early morning, either late last night or early morning, had announced that he, the Russian, Sergei Lavrov, is going to recommend to the president that they should expel 31 ordinary uh, 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 diplomats and four charge their face also out. And then he said they should, give, they should punish America with the same punishment. This is the Russian foreign minister. He had broken it down. 35 is 31 plus 4. <laughs> yes. So when we woke up in the morning, Sergei Lavrov had already spoken that Chale, ha, but he's not the powerful man, he's not the president. So he's going to recommend to the president that a similar, he said, and they showed the guy, he said in diplomacy, the only language we know is tit for tat. Yes. It's called, he said, it is called reciprocity in diplomacy. Reciprocity. You do me, I do you. You sack my ambassador, I sack your ambassador. You shut down my embassy because in the United Nations, the, 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 language, the language of diplomacy is reciprocity. So that analyst said, and I don't know if anybody, he said, he said by evening, that is today, he said he's sure that by evening, Putin would have also made his... Announcement. Reciprocity. We were there. Within a few hours, breaking news. Russian President Vladimir Putin has just given a brief that he is not going to respond to America's expulsion of 35 diplomats. Let me tell you, let me tell you, those of you who are into sticking to your rights, your UN rights, diplomatic rights, even unbelievers, wicked people know that there is a certain time you back down. Suddenly, Obama's face has died. Yeah, he was trying to spark a war. He was trying to spark a problem for Trump to come and take over. But the point I'm making, I'm not a politician. I'm just informing you tonight. I'm informing you. That when you see, if ever there was a quarrel between America and USSR, Russia, it would be because somebody is proud. And normally, either the person is the inferior one who is becoming proud, or the one who is the recipient of a bad treatment, who has a right to, I'm preaching, who has a right? Who doesn't have a right? 
You have a right not to pick my call when I call you. You have a right not to come to church. You have a right to go to toilet here. And say you were running. You had diarrhea. You have a right to do everything. But, the, but obviously that everything is lawful. But not everything is helpful or expedient. Everything is lawful. Let me tell you today. I'm, I'm saying it again that pride is not wearing high heels. Pride is not being beautiful. Pride is not having a four-wheel drive. Pride is anything you do, anything that brings a quarrel. And if you allow me, I'll read something to you. This is what I've been waiting for. All my life, this is what I've been waiting to read to you. Please listen and let's close. He said, why is contention a sign of pride? Because contention or fighting only occurs between two parties who see themselves as equally matched. Or almost equally matched. Do you hear me? Should I repeat it? Why is contention a sign of pride? A quarrel between two friends, you and this girl. In, let's, let's look. Any quarrel. Any quarrel. Any quarrel. Any quarrel. Oh, sorry. I, I, I didn't know I was hitting. Any quarrel. Any quarrel. Remember me when you are in your house with your husband. Remember me. I said that a problem is happening. Somebody there is proud. Somebody is proud. And that person is likely the next major event in that person's life is a fall or destruction. Listen carefully. I'm ending. I'm, ang- I'm so angry I want to end the message. When a person sees himself as a junior or a subordinate, he would rarely engage in any kind of conflict. Therefore, 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 listen to this. Therefore, therefore, congregants rarely quarrel with their pastors. Clap for Bishop that God knows. Beautiful. 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 Congregants rarely quarrel with their pastors. Pupils rarely quarrel with their teachers. Secretaries rarely quarrel with their bosses. Employees rarely have any form of open contention with their employers. However, when the junior party begins to feel big, big, big contention and quarrels, that's why I will not be shy to ask you to clap for Esther again. Yes. Humble when small. Humble when big. May it be your story as well. I said, may it be your story as well. I'm ending. Let me it. I wish I could get somebody to read it. When the junior party begins to feel big, contention and quarrels begin because only by pride. When the person begins to feel big, 
girlfriends hoping to be married to the man of God rarely contend or quarrel with him. Newly betrothed wives rarely contend with their spouses. However, <laughs> as time passes and familiarity sets in, yes, and one of the one of the reducing agents in this world. Um, Doc, what are some of the reducing agents you know? Yes, reducing agents. Sudan 3. Sudan 3, yes, that is true, Sudan 3. What else? Yes, reducing agents. <laughs> what is reduction? So, in normal English, from a higher level to yes. a lower level. So, chemically, reduction is said to take place when there is the removal of a hydroxyl radical or the addition of a hydride or hydrogen ion. Removal of hydroxyl or addition. Yeah. So, anything that removes a hydroxyl ion is a reducing agent. Therefore, will you agree with me that potassium sulfate may be a reducing agent because it can remove the hydroxyl ion from the... <laughs> listening to me? I'm talking about quarrels only by pride. You see, when a boy and a girl I've met this girl I want to marry her you hardly find quarrels. I'm preaching. (laughs) I'm preaching a very good message. When she meets me and she wants me to marry her, honestly, because men are in short supply, women looking for a man to marry are normally humble. That's why Bishop gives us three things a woman who wants to marry should do. If you want to have a husband, I mean a beloved, three things you should do. Number one is humility. Number two is what? Humility. Number three is what? Humility. You are good students. Clap your hands for Jesus. Now, 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 I'm ending now. So, when she sees that we are, I'm trying to marry her, she will be cool. When I say sit down, Stand up. Sit down. Take your bag. Let's go and buy papaya in town. Whether you are feeling sleepy or not, let's go and buy papaya in town. Let's go. Yes. You see, you see how she's following me? Yes. That is before. <laughs> when? So, so, if you are in a relationship with somebody, and you are quarreling. Check out. Check out. Let, let me drink water before I tell you my, my, my next advice. 
It's a nice convention, eh? Never marry a woman you have quarreled more than three times with. When I say quarrel, I mean Disagreement, we will disagree. We will disagree. Oh, no, 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 I can't go. I'm tired and so on. But a quarrel that uses idiots, stupid, nonsense, nonsense. I've been married for 22 years, I've not had nonsense in my room before. I've not heard the word nonsense. I have only said foolish girl. <laughs> when you are quarreling with somebody before marriage it means that it's a sign that you are headed for destruction because listen because the person you quarreled with must have lost some respect for you now if somebody you hopefully have not had sex with can quarrel with you then the advice I'm giving you as I end tonight's meeting is that never marry because it means that woman has has no regard for you because you see when you have not had sex with a woman, it gives you power. One of the major reducing agents in life is sex. <laughs> not Sudan 3. <laughs> yes. Not just sex between a girlfriend and a boyfriend or beloved or whatever, even sex between husband and wife. When a woman has a wedding and in the night she removes her clothes and the man also removes his clothes and they are jumping on the bed like acrobats. Listen, it is, it is, it is, it is a reduction process. You are reducing yourself. You are reducing yourself. So, by that, whatever, a wife should not really respect her husband. Which is the case. So you can see that a lot of quarrels which never happened in beloved dozen happens in marriages because in the marriage but just by having sex with the woman you have reduced yourself in the eyes of the woman. So what she could never have told you <laughs> she, 
She will, she will say it to you, you'll be surprised. So when you find, when you find a wife who respects her husband, you have met a woman who must be clapped for every day of her life. That is why quarrels are very few in beloved. So, so when you are with somebody beloved, you've not slept with her or him and you are quarreling, it's a very bad sign because it means the marriage will be stormy. The woman will she sees herself as an equal to you. And when you sign and she signs in this room and they give her the certificate and she waves it in the atmosphere. You have met Ajwa Tarzan. do not want anyone to come near their space. See, because there are some things which will reduce a man, a, the, the respect a person has. For instance, one of the things that, that and these are just flimsy things, like, like when you hear somebody snoring, it's like the person becomes very despicable to you. Which is another reason why a wife will not respect a husband, or a husband will not respect a wife. But when the wife we are locomotive. A woman, Abba. But blessed are those. I said, blessed are those. Who can hear you snoring and still respect you and say, This person is worthy of honor and is worthy of my respect? Blessed are those, blessed are the wise. Tonight, eh? And I'll tell all young men if you want respect, never demand respect. From anybody you have slept with. Whether it was Mansa Musa who came to tickle you, or some food you ate that gave you a feeling, or some air. May the Lord give every man here the strength that no matter the feeling you are having. You will ask for ice water and pour it on your head. Look. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. I told you I'll preach. And I'm preaching. Clap your hands for Jesus. Are you married? If you have a beloved now, you are going to get one either 2017, later 2017 or early 2018. Listen, listen, believe God. Don't sleep with a girl. If you sleep with her, before you marry her, she won't respect you. 
and it will be your fault. There are some cycles where when a woman sleeps with a man, they blame the woman. I personally don't think a woman should be blamed, except that she... Um, when the woman the only way I'll blame her is that when she began to see the man's moves she should have gone to buy super glue (laughs) or sellotape or some adhesive but when a man has sex with a woman honestly I will blame the man. Even if the woman came to stand in front of you and was shaking the buttocks, I still blame you for you to have sat down to watch buttocks oscillating at 50 heads, 50 cycles per second. To sit down and watch buttocks oscillating in front of you. No, I'm I'm telling you. Sir, I don't know why I'm talking to you. I'm ending. I don't even know why you came here. But I'm telling you that you'll be tempted to sleep with your Nina, um, beloved. Believe God. 38... 32 minus 22 is what, 10 years? Yes. I knew my wife for 10 years before I married her. I never had sex with her before we married. To the, it's a grace of God. It's not that I'm a good man. No. Try and see. <laughs> Try. So sometimes even the peace in some marriages, it's not because the man is good or the woman, but the, the, the man has just won the woman's respect. It's frozen in time and space. May every man learn how to induce erection and (laughs) de-erection. May every man know the maneuvers to induce flaccidity. And may every man believe God that his brain will not be lowered into his waist. Because as for erection, I've told you. Even in the morning cry you had it. But you see something nice. Um, by the grace of God, uh, you know. Um, <laughs> but to, to, to make it your aim to respond to erections means that you and your dog called effective <laughs> are either cousins. <laughs> Receive healing and deliverance. 
I said, receive healing and deliverance. Receive healing and deliverance. That is why everybody tonight, uh, stand up and let me tell you something as we close. Stand up. No, no disturbance. No disturbance. Stand up. Let me tell you something. One of your major responsibilities in life is to learn to overcome pride. Every one of us. I also receive calls that I don't pick. I also, you see, to, to be sitting even in a meeting and somebody is having a meeting, you are in the meeting and you are on your phone. It's like what is being discussed. It's like it doesn't concern you. Know it in you that you are a proud person. There's a way proud people talk. That's what you call overconfident declarations. <laughs> overconfident declarations. Pontius Pilate. Yes. Pontius Pilate. When Jesus stood in front of him, he said, Speak. Speak. And Jesus was quiet. And he told Jesus, don't you know that I've got power to release you or the power to get you killed? And Jesus told him that you don't have power except the power God has given you. Yes. Nobody has power. You see, there are some people, eh? They speak with arrogance. For those of you who talk, when you are talking, when you are talking, it's like it's like it's like you, you speak as if you made yourself. Don't you know that I have got power over you? I'm, I'm, I'm the pastor of this church, I'm your bishop, I'm your whatever. I don't have power over you. I don't have power over you. I can't come and talk. Who, who do you know who you are? If you don't know who I am, I will not tell you who I am. What I am to you is what you know I am to you. I will never make myself known to you. If you have not known me by now, it's not what I say to you that will let you know who I am. Statements. Understatement. Pride. I'm showing you. I said, pride is not being tall. Like you, for instance, say you are you're not proud. How do you know you are proud? By all these things I've said today. Proud look and your attitude, your posture. I bring you a little close. Now you can correct me. You can say, no, you don't speak this way. Hey! One of the statements of pride is... When you say, I don't need you. you see, it sounds very subtle. It, it almost sounds humble, doesn't it? When you say, no, 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 no uh, you don't need me. 
you don't need me. It's almost like you are big and I'm small. But if you listen to that voice very, very carefully, you can hear a demon is speaking. Because the next statement that will come after you don't need me is that I also don't need you. Look, anything, all of us here, anything that will bring you to a point where you feel that you don't need Uncle Peter, a demon of pride has entered you. I mean, who, who here in this room bought my lunch for me? That's if I've even eaten lunch. Who here in this room bought my breakfast for me? That's if I've even eaten breakfast. Did I buy your food for you? Do I pay your rent? Do I buy fuel for you? In that sense, do you need me? You don't need me. But you see that pride, pride. When it enters a person, look, no matter how somebody offends you, never say those things. You don't need me. I don't need you. Never come to a place where you don't need someone. It is a sign that pride has entered you. Another sign of pride is when you abruptly end a conversation. When you are on the phone with somebody, you are talking and they cut, and then the reason why they cut the line is I said, I didn't want to say something. You know, I was getting worked up and I didn't want to say something. That's what, no, 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 you are, you are proud. talking all, then the phone ends. The phone call cuts. Remember that that behavior, Satan is going to be your father. Another, another sign of pride is when you reject calls. When somebody calls you and say, go and tell him that I won't come. Your shepherd calls you say, I won't come. And tell him that I said I'm not coming. With all due respect. And, and they add very nice statements. Yeah, that was Korah and Dathan and Abiram. When Moses called them, they said, tell him that we will not come. And they did not go until the ground opened. Because when you see pride, the next thing you are going to see is destruction. And that's why in 2017, I prophesied that you will not be destroyed. Whatever God has done in your life and with your life, I, I, I declare that God will establish your feet. I said, God will establish your feet. I said, God will establish your feet. I want you to lift up your two hands and gently, gently, gently talk to God and say, Lord, remove pride from me. Pride. Pride. Let me be like Esther. Give me the humility of Esther. Lift your two hands and pray. Please. Lord. 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 
any mistake I have made. Any mistake I have made. I will not cross 2017. Where such statements as, you don't need me and I don't need you. Or I won't come. I don't have time. Pray. Pray. Wise. I don't have time, but I would have taught you about the pride of vastity. It's a whole chapter in the book. The pride of vastity. Wise. I want you to open your mouth and pray. We are closing. No singing of songs. Nothing. We are closing. ever thought that pride meant that it's like when you are beautiful you are proud or when you have a PhD you are proud no 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 pray and open your mouth and say Lord in 2017 2017 and beyond Katala Baba some of you must listen to this message over and 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 over again you heard nothing tonight. I only came to do a recording for you. I told you we are closing. May you be like Esther. My God, my God, my God. I pray that where God has put you, nothing will take you out of that place. And before we sit down, just lift your hands and ask the Lord for mercy to walk humbly. I told you, Micah 6, 8. It requires of you. Micah 6 and verse 8. It requires of you to walk humbly. It is part of your walk with God. It's a requirement. He said, he has shown thee, O man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you. Arrogance. You talk. Yeah, because, because you are a pastor. And he's an ordinary church member. What you don't know is that Nebuchadnezzar was sent into the forest. By the time he came back, and his fingernails were like claws of an eagle. Nobody had to convince him. Ask the Lord for mercy, that, that Lord, have mercy on him. Have mercy on him. Have mercy on him. You do not know. Look, when fornication is coming, you can see it all. As that man is coming towards you, you know that this man, his mind is a bad mind. But when pride is coming, <laughs> in fact, you are the one who will say that there's no pride. <laughs> Lord have mercy. 
Lord have mercy. You sent me, Lord. I've said it. I've read it. I've explained it. I've done my bit. Help me myself. That after having preached to others, I myself will be an adokimos, a castaway. Have mercy on me. Put your hand on your heart and say, have mercy on me. As I am putting my hand on my heart. Me, me, me that I have preached today. Shouting by heart. And jumping up and down. May the Lord have mercy on me. Paul said, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. That I keep under my body. I keep under my body. That by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Cast away. An adokimos. Flung far and wide. Far removed from his original place of blessing. An adokimos. A vagabond. Katula Bada. Put your hand on it. I said, this, tonight, uh, it's not about healing of headaches and uh, uh, screaming and falling down. No, 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 no. You take it that don't even have any power. Just put your hand on your heart and let's go home. That you will not be an adokimos. For Paul, it was his body. But for some of you, it is your soul. Your soul that is lifted up. I preach one of the most important messages you will ever hear in the church building. They grew daba. They grew daba. They grew daba. Some of you seniors, pastors, may need to kneel down in front of church members and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I'm sorry. For misusing you, for abusing you, for abusing the privilege of being a pastor over you. Gedula mata grada, shomrika sada baliko de bosem nianda, peruma dazi yimaloka beloveds, newly married. Watch it only. O N L Y only by pride. Maybe you need to pray as we close and say, Lord, show me, show me my pride, show me my pride. I wish I had time to preach about fasting because it's the quintessential high and later becoming low. Vashti is the one who teaches us that no chair is for you. No chair, no microphone is for you. No chair is for you. Put your hand on your heart and pray. Speak into your life. I have nothing more to say to you apart from the 20 minutes I've preached to you or 30 minutes or whatever minutes. Kapalaka. Kapalaka, 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 daga, daga, daga. Show me my arrogance. For that day cometh, it shall burn as an oven. 
the proud and all that do wickedly shall become a stubble. Semuleba. Semuleba. Semuleba la bande sikredesa. Shebirakota. We thank you. How else can we thank you? How else can we say we are grateful? We thank you. Can you imagine an orphan? Father is dead. Mother is dead. And somehow, by some divine design, you are in the king's bedroom. Please. Please. And may all of us know which areas we are orphans. Even though your father and mother are alive. I'm talking about areas where you are undeservingly nothing. But God has given you a chair. Some of you, a chair by an important person. A chair to have authority. Can you imagine someone like you? You can call for meetings. <laughs> yes, you can send a text and grown-up men are coming for your meeting. Why would God give you that privilege? But some can never see. They can never see. They are fastest. Meant to be removed. What a pre- Look, I've never preached like this before since I was born. Today, this message. I am asking you, where will you have called for meetings? You call for a meeting, Reverend Tycoon has arrived. You call for a meeting, Shepherd Emmanuel has arrived. You call for a meeting, Eddie Jonah has come. Where? In your house? Where? In your hometown? But some people get such a privilege because they are proud. They are so proud that it's, it's like, you see, Bishop taught me about pride. One of the one of the one of the signs of pride is when you belittle some, something that concerns someone. Yeah, and they ask everybody when you go home read it. A king, a friend is a Assyrian king. He sent Rabshakeh to go and speak to the king of Israel. He said, "Who, who, who is Egypt?" Who is Egypt? What is Egypt that you are depending on? It's like a reed that any man who leans on it will fall down. It's like some people, they can belittle your company. The company you have started, oh, oh, what is that? Why? She's your wife. This girl. Oh. (laughs) And the way they laugh. One of the signs of pride is when something, like I come to introduce my wife to you. And, And you make a comment about my wife. It means that you are so full of yourself. Or you come and show me your child. Oh, hey, Bishop, look at my daughter, Ephia. Ah, what does he... Are you well? Is she suffering from Nketi or what? Somebody's child, nine months pregnant, giving birth. And see, Bishop said, he said, he said, when you are up on a plane in the skies... Everything is the same. There's no difference between a a tree and a skyscraper. It means you are very high. 
when you can't see the difference between somebody's chamber and hall and somebody's place, like as for you, you don't have a car. Why? You are not married. Oh, what? You've been married for ten years. You can't. You can't give birth at your age. Oh, my friend, you t- what do you have? What your church? At your age, you have been a pastor for twelve years. You can't have a church of hundred members. Move away and let me. It's like. It's like dismissive it's like only you are great only you are in the skies everybody is small the tallest skyscraper in Manhattan is little like a tree because you are higher you are too high when you are proud everything is small only you are great or you see them also one of the ways you see it's in a book everybody is wrong they are right. I told the wife. I told the wife. I said, it's not possible. That always it's your husband. I said, when will you ever admit that you were also wrong? It's like in your relationships. Everybody wrongs you. Amma wrongs you. Ephia wrongs you. Yamenu, Kwame, Esi, Nancy, Rebecca, Philomena. But as for you, dear, we have never heard you going to someone to say, I have done you wrong. Always somebody has done you wrong. It shows that the next major event is your distraction. Because the demon of pride, when pride enters you, you are never wrong. Everybody is wrong except you. When you are the one, you are wrong. Like you, you don't offend anybody. Everybody offends you. Lift your two hands and let's close. Some of you must get this message and keep it for three years. You will understand this message well in 2019 or 2020. You will never understand this message. That's why Christ said, leave her. And I will say, leave me. He said, why should you leave her? Because he said, she has come to prepare me for my burial. I've come to prepare you for your four years time. For your marriage. Lift your hands. Now, this time, I'm not giving you a prayer topic. I'm leaving you you can sing. You can be quiet. Anything you want to say to God, you can lie down, you can sit down, you can laugh, you can send texts now. I'm giving you three to five minutes. Talk to God about your life. And let's close. We gave you small power to pastor a church. Look at your behavior. Throw your weight about as if you are a madman. Peruma Gadasa. Mestubra, Mestubri Madesa. Perida Bobapa, Perida Bodapa, Gabandikiri Badusa. Yes. Finish praying and then we'll close and go home. Finish praying and let's go home. 
finish praying and let's go home. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. I thank you, Lord. You always make it possible. I owe it to you, Lord. Thank you for being my helper, my friend, my high tower, my resting place. Thank you. When the floods rose, I thank you. Bendulaba, 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 Bada. Derue, Abisota. Samilu, Mandikrima, Tabasen, Telibabe. Mereda, 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 Mereda. Mereda, Mereda. Abritos, Amandikrita, say. Have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy on me. On me, the preacher. Have mercy on me. Deliver me from evil. Have mercy on me. In my day of darkness, show mercy. In my day of darkness, show mercy. Have mercy on me. Yes. For I am weak, but thou art mighty. Pendelelebasa. I am small, but thou art great. Have mercy on me. When the sun goes down, have mercy on me. Shebi dadosa. Netu bri, netu bri. Bristu mia and duli madesi bri masan delebada. Ama, 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 ama. Tabadia tosa. Yeah. Yandiki nini mo sembri mandaza. Emire. 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 Remidi bada bada ba. Imedi bada baba dite bebe bebe be. Imandolobosa, Mikebola, Pekatoba, 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 Imbendwa de Dile, Primisumian Dozi Perez. blessing what somebody is not that I am is just because of your grace what someone doesn't have that I have is just because of your grace what I am not that somebody is is just by your grace therefore have mercy on me the day I use what I have to talk down on someone who does not have the privileges I have. May my eyes be constantly fixed on your grace to know 
that there is none righteous, none good, none, none. We are all fallen men. Oh, yes. That you have given shirts to wear. Fallen men wearing shirts that look nice. Fallen men with microphones. Thank you. We put on the cloak of humility. We wear that apparel. May our statements factor your grace. May the things we say have within it a recognition of your grace. Of your grace. And may we never use our positions to let people feel useless. May none be like Nebuchadnezzar. They do a dazaka. Gatagagadaka. Kazin dekele badosa. Kadawa. Parada. I thank you. In Jesus' name. Clap your hands for Jesus. And close your eyes, please. Please close your eyes. Father, we thank you for your mercy you've shown us. If you are here tonight and you are not born again, you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. Wherever you are, just lift your hand. I want to pray for you. You want to be born again. Yes, just lift it high. You need Jesus in your life. It's also an act of humility to acknowledge that somebody can be your Lord and Jesus Christ for that matter. Lift your hand outside. I don't know where. If your hand is up anywhere, come to me here. I want to pray for you. Come. you to repeat this prayer after me. When I say it, then you say it. Lift your two hands and say, Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for my sins. I've gone far from you, but I've come back to you. Please receive me. Wash my sins. I'm dirty. Have mercy on me and wash my sins. Thank you, Lord, for my salvation. From today, I am born again. I'm not going back. I need you. I need you. I need the church. I need my friends. Thank you that I'm going to have a new family. Thank you. I'm born again. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.